Gemara Nazir Daf Samich Dalit Masechet dedicated for the Refuah Shelema Moshe Ben Dina Enna Refana Lover Agle Hasidav Yishmor Amen Daf Yitzhak Ben Nava Enna Refana Lover Ulfuato Kerubalabo Amen. Amen. So we start today's dap on Samech Gimal Amud Bet. And we are actually in the suya of Tum'ah, Tum'ata Tehom. And the Mishnah on Samech Gimal gave us an example of somebody that goes into a me'ara, into a cave, and there's a met, and there's a kezayin of a met that's floating on the water. Now, floating on the water is not tumata tehom, that's tum'ah yidu'ah. That's obviously uh, tum'ah that is known. So the Gemara now is going to go into the sugya of floating tum'ah. So the Gemara says, Safa. If let's say the Tum'ah is floating on the water and there's a Sefik, if it touched Taharot, either did it touch a man that was Tahor or items, foodstuffs that were Tehorim, have a Sefik. Ena metame'ah. So it's not going to be metame'ah le'inyan sheritz. That means if this Tum'ah that was floating was a sheritz, so therefore we're not going to say that it's going to bring Tum'ah Mesafek. Now, even though a Sheretz is Metameh Bemaga, but we have a special deen over here that Tum'at Sheretz is not Metameh when it is floating on the water, uh, Mesafek. Even though, again, we have rules. Safek Tum'ah Bereshut Hayahid, Safek Tameh. Doesn't matter. This is Tum'at Safa. It's a special, special deen. Netanya, we have a Mishnah in Taharot. Some have the Tnan. The Rosh has a Girsa of the Tnan. So here it says, Safek Tum'ah Safa. So you have over here a Safek, not whether it's Tum'ah Safa. There's definitely Tum'ah Safa. You have a Safek if the Tahor touched it. Safek Tum'ah Safa Ben Bekelim Ben Bekarka Tehora. I don't care where the water is. Obviously, if it's floating, you have water. So the Mishnah says whether it's in kelim, vessels, or whether it's in the ground, the item is not going to be uh, tameh, it's going to remain tahor. Even if it happens in the Shuti Yahid, it's still going to be tahor. Rabbi Shimon Omer, bekelim teme'ah bekarka tehora. So he makes a chiluk. If the water is in Kelim and you have the Tum'ah, that's Safa, Bekelim, and Misafek, we don't know if it touched it or not. Kelim and Mahmid, Tema'ah. Bekarka, Tehora. And the question is, what is this Mahlokir over here based on? Gibara says, My Ta'ama de Tanakama, that comes along and says that there's no difference between Karka and Kelim, Sefeko, is always going to be Tehora. It says, Now the Gemara quotes, Wherever the Sheretz is, 
crawling. So it sounds like bechol makom everywhere. Bechol makom shushoretz. Sounds like even if it's on the water, the pasuk is not making a chiluk where it is. But only have a problem because we have another pasuk that says vezel achem atamim b'sheretz hashoretz. The Gemara says al haares, which sounds like al haares, yes, but al ha'mayim, no. So how do we square this off? So we make a distinction. Ha'ketzad vaday bagao. If it's a vadai, where you know it, it, the guy touched it, the tahor guy touched it, then it's everywhere, even on the water. However, sefek magao, only on the ares, but not on the water. And that's the case we're talking about over here. We're talking about sefek maga, sheretz, shesaf, alpene, hamayim. And that, the Torah said, no, no, on the ares. Sefek tumah only uh, on the ares. Vaday tumah, vaday tumah. I don't care where it is. Ben ba'ares, ben bemayim. That's the way Tanakama learns. Now the Bishamon makes a chiluk between if it's in the karka tahor, if it's in kelim tameh. Where do you see that distinction? But the Bishamon ma'ita amam amar ula kitiv. So it says by sheres that when the guy's got to go to the mikveh. So over here they're learning that if you touch the sheretz in the mayan, that's the way he's learning the pasuk. Oh, mayan, which is a wellspring. Where's the wellspring? Touch to the ground. Oh, tahor. But the pasuk says that anybody that touches a, there's what, nevlat sheretz, yitma. Yitma sounds like anywhere. One place says mayan and one says so that's it. Depends where it is. So if it's in the karka tahor, ma'yan. However, if it's in the kelim, it's going to say tameh. Now we get to a bunch of sifikot. Ultimately, we're going to need a gilui iliyahu navi in order to answer some of these questions. So get ready. Tanur banam. But we start with the Braita. The Braita says, Kol hanitalin vehanigrarin. So any sheretz, or for that matter, other types of tumot, hanitalin. So a guy carried them. Nital, he carries them with his hands. Vehanigrarin. Nigrarin means they are dragged, they're pulled. He pulled the sheretz. And um, uh, the question over here is, we have a safek now, did this sheretz touch uh, taharot? So, sifikan tameh. The reason that sifik tameh is because penesheen kemunachin. Which means, we just said that when it's floating, floating, we said sifik, a lot of cases we said atahot. So the question when it's in the guy's hand. Uh, so it's floating, it's not on the ground. But the guy's on the ground, it's in his hand. So when it's in a person's hand, that's considered munach. That's considered as if it's on the ground. And it's not considered Floating. Therefore, safek, tumat, maga, besheris, that the guy's holding in his hand or he's dragging on the ground, that's considered kemunahim. And therefore, safeko, tameh. Exactly. Hanizdakin. Oh, but if you're throwing it, and the safek is if it touched out, well, throwing it, it's suspended. It's not on the ground. So throwing it, since it's airborne, so that will be like safal penehamahim. Safekan tahor. And therefore, Safik is Tarhuts, except for 
min kizayit hamet. Now a kizayit from the mat that he threw over, uh, and uh, there's a question if it was mahil or not. That's going to be sefekot tameh because again this is only said by sheritz this thing because sheritz is tameh be maga mat is metameh even be ohel vehamahil al penetumah. If let's say somebody threw something that was tahor. And the tahor item possibly went over something that is tamer, meaning via ohel. And for that matter, anything that's metameh from the bottom or from the top. What is that referring to? Like to zav vezava. These items over here are metameh, azav vezava. Ben melemata, ben melemala. What's the case over there? So he gives a case of a zav, zava, nida, yoledet, metameim tarot shema'alehem, which means they are metameh stuff that is above them. If something went over a zav, or over a nida, the tum'ah hits that item and is metameh, even without touching. Kegon shaita aremat kelim munahat al gabe hazav. A pile of kelim on top of the zav's head. Or vice versa, we learn. When a zav sits on mattresses, right, all the ten mattresses will be tamer. So then in those cases over there, we say, sefeko is going to be tamer. Now we start with the questions. <coughs> Each question builds on the question before. Met bechli. Okay, met. So the met is in a keli. Uchli saf al pene hamayim. And the kli is on the water. So the question is, and we have a safek if it touched uh, tarot or not. Mahu, do we consider this like tumat safa or not? Which is, we know there was no ohel over here. The question over here is, because we said the gabe ohel, we don't say safek. The question over here was there maga. And by tumat maga, like sheretz, and what deemed by met, for that matter, when you're looking at it from the maga angle, we say that tumah. That's floating. The question is, how do you look at it? When it's in a keli, and the keli's in the water, do you consider it munah? Because you look at where the item is, and the item is actually in a keli. Or do you look at the keli, and the keli's in the water, and therefore it's safa. So the Gibbara gives the two sides. And if you go after the kli, it's on the water. And therefore, sefeko tahor. Or batad mita azdinan. Or do you go after the met, where the met is? And the met is not in the water. The met is on the keli. And therefore, we'll say sefeko tameh. Im temsel omar. Okay, if you want to say, lav batad kli azlinan, That we don't go after the uh, kli. And therefore, it's considered that it's, uh, we go after the mita. And therefore, the mitah is actually munah uh, in the kli, and therefore we're going to say sefeko tameh. So then, what about this case? Met al gabe sheretz. You have a piece of met that's floating on a sheretz. Met on a sheretz, and the sheretz is on the water. What's the stadim over here? Mahu kevan dehai tumat erev. They're different degrees of Tum'ah. Sheretz is Tum'at Erev. He just has to go to the Mikveh and he's good when it comes to the night. Which, and which, he goes to the Mikveh during the day and he's good at night. 
But Tumat Met, it's a different type of Tumah. How many days does he need for Tumat Met? Seven. Vehai Tumah Shiv'am. So therefore, they're not considered one entity. Since they're different types of Tumot, you cannot consider them one entity. Keman de Mahata Tumah Bechli Damya. That'll be considered as if it's in a Keli. And if it's in a Keli, that's considered not in the water. And then we will say, Sefeko, Tameh. O Dilma, O do you say no? It's one big, uh, thick tum'ah. It's one entity. Because Sheretz is Tameh and Met is Tameh. So they're together, it becomes one thick item sitting on the water. And the Tafekot Tahor. So the Gemara says, If you want to consider it that since they're different, we look at the Sheretz as a Keli, and we look at the tum'ah Met as the item that's in the Keli, therefore Sefekot what about the next case? Tameh vadai. Okay, therefore it's me tameh vadai. Therefore it's me tumah. What about the next case? Shenitz al gabin nevela, which these items are the same. They both have tumat erev shenitz, and a nevela is an animal that wasn't slaughtered correctly or died without shechita. They both uh, exude tumah. Unbela safa, and and the nevela is on the water. Mahu kevan de tarvayhu tumat erev in nun system both the same item tumat erev tumat semichtahi. Do I consider a thick tumah and therefore a thick tumah that's on the water? Therefore sefeko tahor or dilma haike zayit vaike adasha. That we know that they have a different shiurim. Nevela is metameh bekezayit. And Sheris is Bechadasha, the size of a lentil. So since they have different shi'urim, so maybe I look at the Sheris uh, uh, and what's underneath as a keli to the item that's on top, because they're different, and therefore it's in a keli, therefore Sifiko is going to be Tameh. It's not going to be considered one entity that's on the water to say Sifiko Tahor. But this wouldn't, would take away the Tumah of the Sheris that's floating on the Sheris no, 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 itself? No, 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 we, we have a Sifik, we have a Sifik. All these cases are Sifik if it touched it. Uh, so, so I'm saying, but why would it be different? It, 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 if it's in a keli, then, it, then, then it's Sifiko Tameh. But but the sheretz would be in oh gotcha so it would be it would, it would flip it because it really would be it should be the shed, the sheretz by itself would be sifiko if, if, if it's the it's only thing itself. on the water right, right. So now this thing's on top of it even the water we say sifiko tahor by water by sheretz depends right. if it's in a keli right, if it's right, in right, a right, right. So the whole thing is a keli so if this thing becomes a keli so I got it no, right okay, okay, okay. so now the Gemara says okay and that's the question you have so the Gemara says what about sheretz on gabe sheretz I make an easy case sheretz on the sheretz. And the sheretz is in the water. So therefore, they're exactly the same thing. Hai tum'av, hai tum'av, this is tum'at erev, and this is tum'at erev. Hani vadai had shi'urani nu. There's no two shi'urim over here, and they're both be-be-be-be-kadasha. And therefore what? Therefore I consider it on the water. And therefore it's considered on the water. Sefekotahor. Odilma, kevan de mafseke mahadadeh. Since they're separate entities, no, it's a sheritz on a sheritz. And therefore, it's not considered one, one item. And therefore, since there's like space in between, and therefore, it's not one, they're two different entities. So maybe the bottom one's considered a keli. And therefore, it's considered tum'ah safek etameh. Since they're separate entities, it's considered it's in a keli. Here we go. You have sheretz that's on nevelah that became liquefied. 
and therefore it became like a um, like 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 a mosh, like 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 a mashke. And the question is, it's a fake if he touched the shedes, but since it's on it's on water now, because the bottom is considered water. Mao have you the mashke? And this is a mashke. There's no hatzitza between the top sheretz and the water. In the last case, sheretz al gabe sheretz, the top sheretz is not touching the water. That's what the Gemara meant when it said there's a hatzitza. Mashke in here, when the top sheretz is on the liquefied nevela, it's in water. So therefore, it's touching the liquid. Therefore, maybe it's considered safa al pene amam de vosefeko tahor, or dilma hai uchlahu. Bottom line, the nevela was ochel before it started. Even though now it liquefied, we look at it as what it was. And therefore, since what it was was an ochel, therefore it's hefsek, and therefore it's sinek in the keli, and therefore it's sifiko, tameh. V'imtim selomar. It doesn't end. The uchlahu, if you want to consider the liquefied nevela, ochel, because that's where it started from, sheritz al gabesh shechbat zera. There you go. You have a sheretz that's floating on shikbat zera mahu. And that's definitely a, a, a liquid. And how do you look at this over here? Maybe I'll say like this. That shikbat zera is not like a meraglayim. Meraglayim is urine. When urine comes out of the body, it first collects in the bladder. So already it's considered a mashkeh. And then what? It expels it. So for sure, urine is a mashkeh. Shikbat zera, on the other hand, it doesn't collect. It comes out of the body just right away, which is really part of the body. And therefore, coming from the ochel. And therefore, could be shikbat zera as a deen of ochel. And therefore, when the sheritz is on the shikbat zera, the sheritz is not touching the water. And therefore, it's considered like an candy. And therefore, maybe it's considered tzvekotame. So what about sheritz al gabe mehatat? Mehatat is the water of Paradumad. That also is Mitameh. That is definitely water. Or do you say, since it has ashes in it, the ashes makes it thick, and therefore the thickness of the ashes makes it like a ochel or like a keli. Hatat safin al mahu. And therefore you have a sheretz on the mehatat on the water. What are you going to say? Lo yad'inan. Already we don't know how to answer these questions. And the Gemara basically says... Teku. So now we have something to ask. And then Pesach, when the Avi shows up. A bunch of things we have. a bunch of things, but this is already the closest thing that we have. This is the last thing we remember to ask him. You can ask him this. Uh, even this question. Give us a lot of Yes? Samigdal, the Yawanavi. Okay, now we go to the Amud bit. That's that. Pesach. We're kidding. Here's Pesach. Amar of Nazir ve'ose Pesach. So we have these two guys. We have the Nazir, and we have the guy who's bringing a Korban Pesach. Now we did see, by the way, earlier in the Maseka that uh, these two things uh, travel travel together. On Dafnun uh, Gimal, we saw that Nazir and Pesach have their own laws when it comes to the shi'ur, mm-hmm. we learned that from the early rabbis, uh, Hananiah, no, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. <laughs> that was, exactly, that was a compromise. That the, even though they weren't a machria, we don't take the third opinion, we take the earlier opinion. But the point is that it's a, uh, it's a, a lesser, or a shoot of Hatsi, uh, Hatsi Kav, as opposed to normally it's the Vi'ita Kav, 
but we said a special din Gaben Nazir and Ose Pesach. So we see that interesting in this Masechet, Nazir and Pesach travel together. Here we have another din that the Halakha of Nazir and Pesach are the same. We have to add this daft to our Pesach list mm-hmm. uh, of the Pim that mentioned Pesach. Uh, we grow our hair also on Pesach. Yeah, Very good. Yeah, That's the yeah, end of the Zirut. Yeah. Very good. But we drink wine. A lot of wine. <laughs> so at that, that, that point, you guys have Eir Hatzin Zirut. That's Gima. That's your olive. Okay. Amar Rav Menunah. Rav Menunah says, but the drinking of the wine might cause you to become a Nazir. If you drink so much wine, you don't want to drink wine anymore. Amar Rav Menunah. Nazir ve'ose Pesach. Okay. <laughs> he guys going. He's a nazir. He's going to become. To go, he's going to bring the korban pesach. And what happened? Became tamemet. Shalchu bekever atehom b'shvi'ish lahem. So now what happened? They became tamemet. So therefore, they had to wait seven days. No problem. That, that's a vaday. The vaday became tameim. So what's the law of a, 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 a nazir who becomes tameh? Seven days, and then he takes his uh, haircut and he starts again. So he became tameh this nazir. On the seventh day, with Kevin at Tehom. Now the problem is, he then started his Nizirut, finished his Nizirut, and I got to the end of his Nizirut, only to find out that on the seventh day, he was already subject to Kevin at Tehom. So again, on the seventh day, when they were purifying themselves, and they didn't find out about this Tum'ah until after they were pure. Uh, so now, and they brought the korbanot, and they, 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 they shaved and everything. So now what's the din? Tehorim. Tehorim. Like we learned, that the, uh, the nazir is not soter, is nazirut, the kever at tehom. My ta'ama, de lo alima tum'ata tehom, le mistar. We have a law. Tum'ata tehom is not so severe that it's gonna, it's gonna push away all these, uh, all these halachot over here. It doesn't. Tumat at home, we said, is mekel on Tumat at home. So the Gemara says, fine. Mativ Rava. We learned on Samech Gimal. The Mishnah, actually. Yara. Do you remember we said, let's say the Nazir went to, into the Mikveh to dip on the seventh day. He went to purify himself from Tumat Met. Tameh. When we learned in the Mishnah that Tum'at HaTehom will impact somebody if his Hazakah already was Tameh. And therefore, when this guy over here became Tameh on the seventh day of his process, he was not out of his Tum'ah yet. And then he came to Nizirut. So if he came to, Nizirut, if he came to Tum'at HaTehom on the seventh day, He's not out of his Nizirut until the next day. He has to go to McVeigh. He has to bring a Korbanot. So the, how, how could you come and tell me on the seventh day? We don't worry about too much. He has to Seventh day, he's not out of the woods yet. So the Gemara comes along and says, Amar leh. So the Gemara says, wait, wait, wait. Modin alach. Benazir shumichuzar teglachat. Which means, what I'm talking about over here, you're right, we're in Nazir. If he's mechuzar teglachat, we didn't take a shave yet. Even if he went to the mikveh, then Tum'at HaTehom is going to be soteret. And that's the deen in the Mishnah. I was talking about over here that after he went to the mikveh and after he took his haircut, even though he didn't have a Erev Shemesh, but that's already out of his cut, Tum'ah. So they were basically, we have two cases. I the Mishnah, before he took the haircut. Before he took the haircut, he still, before he went to the mikveh, it was Haskat Tum'ah. 
my case? Who kevar tabal? Who kevar gila? Yeah, and therefore he's out of it. Even though he has to wait technically till the shemesh. That's okay. That's considered already bediuk. That he bediuk. He loses his hazaka. Very very nice. So Amar de Rava. So now Rava actually has the question. He comes back to Rav Menuna and he says, "Guess what? I, I, I agree to you that what beose pesach de la mechusad velo kedum." That let's say after he brought his korban pesach, he became tameh to matatehom. After ready, they accept the blood, then they sprinkle the blood. And, and, I'm sorry. After ready, they did the hazaa on him and uh, everything. That since he went through the whole process, he got hazaa and he went to the mikveh. That if he became tameh of tumat he doesn't have to bring pesach sheni. Because why? Same, same thing by nazir. That once already, the, tam, the guy who was bringing pesach was tameh. They sprinkled him, and they, uh, he went to the mikveh. Even he has to wait, technically, till, till the night. But it's okay. Even if he became Tameh at that point, Tumat Tehom, he's okay. We're not going to say that. He's got to go to Pesach Sheni. Tumat Tehom, that's not considered Cheskat Tumat anymore. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be covered. He's going to be fine. Fine. So basically, nobody's arguing. Ben Nazir, Ben Oseh Pesach, once they finished the tahara process, even though they didn't finish it completely because you didn't have head of shemesh, that's considered chaskat tahara. And even if they came in contact with Tumat Tehom at that point, it's not going to impact them negatively. That is the deal. Amad Abaye. So Abaye jumps in and says, What are you talking about? Even though he went to the mikveh, you still need the head of shemesh. So therefore, the nazir is chaskat tumah. And similarly with Oseh uh, Pesach. So how could you come along and say, Tumat, Tehom uh, doesn't affect them. Amaleh, Abbas says, Shimsha, Memela Arba. The sun sets by itself, which means he doesn't need another action. The Hadush is over here, since all the exact, he doesn't need a Ma'aseh. That's Memela, we say. And therefore, since it's going to happen, Memela, that's already uh, not considered a uh, 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 something that's standing in the way of his tahara, and therefore we can already say as a chaskat tahara, and he has to wait for the time to pass, which happens by itself. Abaye eventually retracted from his original question because he thought without Elif Shemesh chaskat tumah. Abaye rejected his own question. Where do you see it? Netanya have a by the korban of a yoledet. What's the korban of a yoledet? A lady uh, gives birth to a nekeva. She's teme'ah for 14 days. And after she goes to the mikveh on the 14 days, she doesn't become teme'ah for the next 66 days. Even if blood comes out of her. So this is already what? The blood that comes out of her at that time is called dam After she finishes those days, on the 81st day, she has to bring kurbanot, and uh, on that day she goes to the mikveh until the uh, uh, on the eighty first day, and she's considered a tevulat yom until the eid of shemesh, until the to, to the night. So we have a lady again on day eighty one goes to the mikveh tevulat yom and just away until the till the night. So it says over there the tanya we have a brayta 
Avalei, they gave birth to a Nekeva. And then what happened? Interesting story. She got pregnant during her Tahara days. And then what? She had a miscarriage. So again, didn't we say that the 66 days, after the 14 days, she's in Yemeh Tohar. So during the Yemeh Tohar, she be with her husband. So what happened? She got pregnant. But what happened to the baby? It miscarried. Fine. So you have to say that it was a, um, it's at least 40 days. It's at least 40 days because we don't consider it a miscarriage that it could bring Tum'ah unless the child was at least for it. But she has the 40 days because she has 66 days of Yemeh Tohar until you, get, until you get out. So she got pregnant right away. And therefore the baby was at least 40 days old, the miscarried baby. And that would happen. Yom Melot, which means day 81, to the first uh, Tavi, let her bring an extra korban for the miscarriage. So that's the Hadush over there. That so long as she gave, she got pregnant during the uh, Melotes, during the Yemet Tahara, she can basically kill two birds over here. Literally kill two birds. Which means she's able to bring two korbanot, one for the first pregnancy and one for the Hapala on, the, uh, on that day over there. So now the Gemara says, Toch melot. However, so again, Yom Melot, I'm reading again, Netanya, Yom Melot, uh, which means if she uh, had this miscarriage over here on Yom Melot, which is on the 81st day, so then already, Tavi, she can bring a Korban for the both. However, Toch Melot, if it's within the Yemet Tahara, I mean before the 81st day, Lotavi, she cannot bring an extra korban. Uh, she can use one korban for both. Sometimes she can bring two, she has to bring two, but if she gave, if she completed, so she brings, she brings, she brings two korban. But if she's within, then she brings one. Maybe I would think that she doesn't have to bring uh, 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 if she did it before the days ended maybe the opposite maybe she should bring on the 81st day too but if it's within she doesn't have to bring so whoever and from there we learn that davka eileda biyom melot ubemelot. And on the yom melot on the eighty-first day, Tavish has to bring a separate korban. Toch melot, she doesn't have to bring a separate korban. Okay, so the Gemara questions. So, so what do you see from over here? This, this is the raya. What's the raya? So the Gemara says. <clears throat> oh, why do we say how many how many times did this lady give birth over here? I understood that she gave birth already twice. 
She gave birth, the first birth, okay, fine. Now she waited 66 days, and we say if she gives birth within the 66 days, and it was a miscarriage, so then already we're able to bring one korban for both births. However, if she gave birth on the Yom Milot, which is the 81st day, so then already she has to bring two separate, and that's they're learning from Pesukim. So the Gebarah says... Why did that sheet? Two miscarriages? That's again. Titania, Yom Melot Tavi. Toch Melot, Lotavi. Yaho, Lotavi Aleda, Shilifne Melot. Abatavi Aleda, Shilahar Melot. Tamudomar, Ubnoti Metara, Beyom Melot Tavi. So again, in the case, she had two miscarriages. She has a miscarriage, toch melot, and then on yom melot. So the Gemara says, Kevan shaita leda shilishit betoch melot leda, hashiliya, ena mevi'a korban nosaf al leda zu. Let's read the Rav over here. Let's read the, the Mepharesh to get these cases. So the case over here is Yom Melot Tavi. Start from uh, the first white line. Ve'af Abaye Hadarbe. The Aha, the Amare Erev Shemesh, Lav Hasronu. Right? He's going to say that it's not considered Hasron Erev Shemesh because it happens Memela. Yom Melot Tavi, Im Hazra Vepila, Be Yom Melot the Zachar. The Hainu Be Yom Arbaim Behad the Zachar. Be Yom Pealef Nekeba. Tavi shtek korbanot, because she finished her yom melot, so now she needs a new, it's a new pregnancy. Therefore, you cannot bring one korban for both. Aval al oto, she yalda betoch melot, but on the, ah, so she's three. But the one that she gave birth, toch melot, lo tavi. So therefore, basically, she has a, uh, 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 three, three babies. One, one, one that was born, and then she had a miscarriage, toch melot, so the toch melot, since she's within, she's okay, it covers. Before 81. Exactly, before 81. Then she had a miscarriage on 81. That's already considered a new one. So you can't, you can't use the korbanot that you're bringing to cover, to cover that one over there. Very good. So the Gemara wants to prove from this, all right. Why is it considered on the 81st day? Why is it considered that already her term is over? She still has to wait until sunset. So how could Abaye come along and say she only has, she, she has to be a separate Quran because her term is over. Her term is not over. Ella must be because since the sunset happens, Memela. So that was considered as if what? She's done. And if, if she's done and she gave birth, after she's done, she has to bring a separate korban. Understand the rayam? I'll tell you the rayam now again. It's, it's, it's considered like a she had a miscarriage on the last day. So she has a miscarriage on the last day. So what happens? She's not, she's not, she's technically still in her term. Even though she went to the mikveh on the last day. But she's considered a tibulat uh, yom. Uh, 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 and Abaye is still saying what? Doesn't matter. Her term is over. How could her term be over if she's still a Tivulat Yom? 
because since we say the shikiyah happens by itself, so therefore memela, and therefore she's considered done. And that, in this case, it comes out of humrah. That since she's done, she has to bring a new korban for the, for the next one. You understand how we see where Abayez Shita is? So the Gabbara comes along and says, no. Amar Kahana, Shani Haka. He is different. The Mahasra Korban. Which means, over here, she didn't yet bring a Korban on the first Leda. Which means, uh, and that's why it's considered Toch Melot. Which means, we could say, according to, uh, uh, according to uh, Abaye, the deen over here with a leda after melot of the first uh, um, of, of the miscarriage, achtoch melot leda shniya, the mehasera korban. She aita adain hasera korban al ledatari shona kasher yadalo pam shlishit. Visha adain lo gia shash to kan la kribet a korbanot al ledatari shona. Shna adain aita betoch melot le ledata shniya. When she gave birth, let's say, in the, in the 66 days of the first pregnancy, of the first birth, she can't bring the korbanot for the first leda, because it says, Therefore, since she can't bring the korbanot of the first one because she's temea from the second birth, so therefore we say that the korbanot that she's going to bring at the end will cover both. When she gave birth a third time, within the midot of the second, she wasn't able to bring the first korbanot yet. And therefore, even though 81 days passed, so therefore, what is he saying over here? Oh, this is the proof over here. I'm reading again. Ravkana explains. Shani Haka, the deen over here, when it comes to Leda, after Melot, to, 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 to the first, uh, to the first, uh, to, to the first birth, even though it's toch melot to the second birth, the mehesra korban. Let's read the uh, let's read the um, let's read the tosafot over here. Tosafot, I think is going to give us a clarity in this case that I don't have yet. Netanya, look at tosafot on the right. Yom melot tavi toch melot not tavi. Hai yom melot lav davka el kolomar. Okay, she gave birth on the 81st day. Tavi bet korbanot. Fine. One for the first one, one for the second one. Toch melot, she hazla biyalda shenit. She gave birth, toch melot, which means within the 66 days. Toch yemele dari shona, lo tavi la korbanehat. Great. Yachol lo tavi al leda shelifne melot, abal tavi al leda shelachar melot. Kegon. What happened? Here's the case. She had the second miscarriage, or the second birth, 
Beyom Samich Dalid on the sixty fourth day, Lenedari Shuna. So she's still within the she's still within the time because it's sixty six days. So she gave birth on sixty four. Vehaza Bialda Beyom Samich Dalid Lenedashinia. Beauty. So now she has to wait another sixty six days from the second. Okay, I got the case now. She gave birth. She has to wait 66 days. She stay with her. After 14, she wait 66. That's called, Yom, that's called Yemim Milot. Okay. She gave birth. And now what? On day 64, she was almost out of her days. She had a miscarriage. So now the clock starts again. So now she has another 66. She had another miscarriage on day 64. Of that one. Of that one. Of, of, to, to, to the second one. She he took Milot Shiledashiniya. That's Tok Melot of the, of the second. Ulahar Melot Shiledari Shona. And therefore, but it's after the Melot of the first one. Right. Because the first 81 days passed. But it's Tok the second. So that's basically what you have. You have uh, a lady gave birth. She waited to 64. She had a miss, which, is, which is a, was Tok of the first one. And then she had a miss on day 64 which is toch of the second one, but not the first, because the first one already is over. Tamud domar biyom melot. And what does this teach us? Dechol toch melot. Any time it's yom melot, within the melot. I don't care which one. Ben l'edash sheniyah, neftir bekorban shalishona. Because the, the second one, she's covered with the first one. Because the, 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 the second uh, birth, she's covered with one korban, because it was toch melot. No, if it was toch, it was 64. 64 is toch. So he says, toch uh, second wide line, ben leda. Should that be Rishona? What does the Vav change it to? Vav changes it to. Okay, so some will sort of Rishona. Now we get to Ravkana. Why she only have to bring one korban? She never had a moment where she could bring the first korban. See, once, if she had a moment where she was Hayav, the first Korban, that's it. She's Hayav for that, now you have to bring a new one. But if she never had a, a moment where she was Hayav to bring the first Korban, why? She has to finish the Yemetara to bring a Korban. So she, she gave birth, so she's, not, she's, still, she's still not able to come to the Metal Mikdash. She has to wait till it finishes. So therefore, the first one was never obligated yet. So now we understand why we bring Kurban Echad. Oh, so the Gibra, that's what Afkanah says. Shani Korban. The reason over here why she won't bring, because she was never obligated to bring the first Korban yet, because she keeps on having miscarriages and delaying her, her, her Milot. And therefore, once she finally finishes everything, she can be one korban for the whole, for the whole, for the whole story. So the Gemara says, "Hatam name mechesra shemesh." Tosfot. Hatam name chosah shemesh. 
כמו ואבינן בה. It's like we're analyzing. ואבינן בה, what's the case? התם בלידה של אחד מלות, when she gives birth after מלות, המים מביא קורבן ללידה שנייה. Why should she have to bring a kurban? Which means, let's say she gave birth on day 81. So then Abaye says what? You got to bring a separate kurban. Why? She's not out of the woods yet. Because she still needs Ha'erev Shemesh. Ella must be that Ha'erev Shemesh is Mimela. And therefore she's Hayab already the first kurban. So to the Nazir, when we say that uh, uh, he, 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 on, the, on the seventh day, only he's missing Ha'erev Shemesh, that doesn't matter. He's considered already Haskat Tahara, and therefore Tumatat Tehom is not going to impact him. Amar Arba. And since Shimsha Mimela Arba, she's Chayab. Okay, so we got the case now. I'm going to say it outside just to review. Sorry about that delay. <coughs> but we'll make it up to you now. We figured it out. I thought I had it, but I didn't have it. Now I have it. Basically, what Abaye is saying, this is the key point you have to know. Every time a lady gives birth, she has to be korbanot. She can't bring the korbanot until she's finished the counting. 14 days, 66 days. So basically on day 81, she goes to the mikveh, she's considered tevulat yom. The next day she brings korbanot. Beautiful. So on a single birth, it's very simple with the process. But we have multiple births. So multiple births, we come along and say that if she, if she gets, let's say, a miscarriage on day 81. So Abayah says, oh, too late, she's done. Now she has to bring two separate korbanot. Why? You, you yourself, Abayah, taught that if she gives birth within the days, so long as she wasn't obligated to bring the first korban yet, she could kill two so one stone. So guess what? On day 81, she's not obligated to bring the korban yet. Because she's not made of shemesh. So why do you think she has to bring two? And you know why? Because because it's going to happen by itself. She's not missing any ma'aseh. For all practical purposes, she's done. She went to the mikveh, she counted her days, now just waiting for time. That's already considered, she's hayav the korban. Humrah will come out of this. What's the humrah? She has to bring a separate korban for the miss. Mashi'en came, or similarly in Nazir, comes out of Kula. He was a Nazir. And then what became Tameh? Oh, Tameh, you got to count seven days. Counted seven days. And he went to the mikveh on the seventh day. And then what? There was Tum'at at the home he got involved in. Then he, he counted his nezirut, tahara, on the end of his nezirut, tahara, he took the haircut, brought the korbanot, then the tahara, on day seven, you got counted with tumat atihom. Abayekalogan says, he's okay, don't pay attention to what What do you mean? We have haskat tum'ah. We don't have a haskat tum'ah. Yes, you do. You have to wait for Erev Shemesh. Erev Shemesh is a mela ka'atya. And then we consider it as if already he is done. And if he's done, he's already has a haskat. Tahara. Therefore, no problem of tumat atihom. And you see Abaye agrees with the Sibara from the case of the Yoledet or the miscarried lady on day 81. That has to be a separate Qurban because the Erev Shemesh Memele Ka'atya. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Again, apologies for the delay, but that's the way it happens. Now let's go to the Zichru. Okay, the principle of floating Tumah. Mishnah presents a mahlukan about floating Tumah, meaning Tumah which is suspended in the water, which is ruled tahor in the case of safek if the Tumah was touched. Tarek says this applies whether the water was in a container or on the ground, but Abishawan holds that if the water was in a container, safek is ruled tamer, the Gemaran Awadaf provides a source for each opinion. A bright that discusses other applications. Kliyad Nitanim, Vinigrim Safekan Tamer. 
because they are considered are resting on the uh, object, they're considered not they're not considered floating, but thrown, something that's thrown, to so is it safek. The bright is that this supposed only to of touching, but floating to of oil or the special transmissions of are ruled tamer, even in the case of a safek. Rabbi Bar posed a series of seven questions about floating to Okay, we got all those cases. And then Rav Hamenuna said, a nazir, a nazir, and one performing a Pesach or walked over unknown Tum'an the seventh day of their purification, he explains, and Rava questioned it, and basically they said, uh, I agree with you regarding a nazir, Tamer was lacking the shaving at the time, but this guy over here is uh, after Tevilah, he's okay. Only after Tevilah and shaving, remember, consider him Tahor, after encountering Tum'ah, Abiyah pointed out that even after Tevilah and shaving, he is Tahor until sundown. So perhaps he should become Tameh. And the Gemara said, no, Shemshah me 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 la arba. Siman, Sod, secret, secret agent. The every secret agent floating on an inflatable raft who had a safek if he touched floating Tum'ah and thereby remained Tahor, and watched a corpse in a container float by, was spotted by a nazir walking over Tum'at Tehom on the seventh day of his purification. All right, they really have to remember it. There's no, uh, let's see. 64.